0: The two. We can't
1: make it if we try. Just the two of us. Only death is in the sky. Just the two of us. You and I. It's 11 59 at Radio Free America. And this is Uncle Sam with music and the truth until dawn. Right now, I've got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's twelve o'clock, Americans. Another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song.
0: And welcome everybody to our daily gun show, going to be live every weeknight at midnight eastern and we talk about guns for a while. So it looks like we've got a new subscriber on the YouTube side, welcome Kyle. And uh got Woods joining us from the Pacific Northwest, thanks for jumping in. Yeah, thanks G. And uh, we're talking hiking today and that looks like they're next to the sequoia, so that's south of your neck of the woods there. You don't have any of the big trees up there, huh?
2: not anymore there's a couple islands in the san juan in the in the puget sound that the like big trees never got cut but we cut all those years and years ago
0: so are they like so few that they're historic landmarks or there's like a forest of them
2: um yeah but the islands aren't super big um but yeah you can't some of them that i can think of you can't even go on the island legally like because yeah. there's like there's flat out redwoods and stuff on them
0: so you can just look at them, or you can't even go
2: near them, you're saying, physically? Yeah. Yeah, there's big signs saying, "Stay the hell off of it. Huh. Well, that's annoying. The, yeah. Yeah, it's public land, but you can't go on it. co government.
0: Well, that's how they preserve stuff like the last couple of redwoods in the state, I guess. So um, we're going to talk about hiking. So you ever been hiking before?
2: Oh, yeah, quite a bit when I was younger and way more fit. So uh, backpacking? Back yeah, back? but not, like, more than maybe a couple days. All right, so
0: internal frame, external frame? Um,
2: External frame. So you're talking 70s, 80s? Yeah, it was an 80s. I bought it in the 80s. It was an 80s pack, oh, yeah. And I, okay. I used it throughout the 90s because that's the only pack I had when I was a kid.
0: Oh, so when you are a kid, so no... Uh, oh, I mean,
2: I'm, like, 18, 18, 19. I mean, when you get old, kid's still 19, 20.
0: But I'm saying okay, so were you carrying?
2: Um, not at the time. I had a rifle. But I didn't have a pistol at the time.
0: So you carried a rifle then?
2: Yeah. Yeah, at Milesburg five hundred. A rifle they, or shotgun? Shotgun. Sorry.
3: Well oh, come on,
0: you're on a daily gun show here. So uh what are you talking? Just in the with a sling? Uh, yeah. With, you know, carrying it over your shoulder or what? how are you carrying it with your
2: backpack? Um Usually it was over my shoulder, um, depending on kind of where we were. Um, then if we got, you know, off of the like, you know, the mark trails and stuff, then, I'd, then I would carry it a little better, um, you know, because I had been in, in there enough where I knew like, you know, where the big wild animals are going to be and where they're not going to be.
0: Are you worried about just wild animals or
2: humans? Um, you know, at the the time when I, time it never really dawned on me that like humans could be a problem. So I think it was just kind of wild animals and bears and stuff.
0: Really? So this is in the eighties and you weren't concerned about trailhead issues?
2: No, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't always the sharpest knife in the drawer when it was the eighties. Right (laughs) now.
0: So, um, some other people are jumping in here and we'll get their insight on it. But, um, yeah, so that's definitely a thing. Uh, uh, once you're up in the middle of nowhere at a trailhead, offloading a bunch of gear and going and doing your thing, and people know you're going to be away, unfortunately, that's an opportunity for some people to do bad stuff. So um, even in the middle of nowhere, I think it's definitely worth your while to carry. I mean, you've got mountain lions and bears and rabid, smaller critters. And then you got crazy people that just live up in the woods doing crazy, illegal stuff meth labs and marijuana farms and other things that are outside the law that you know when you're out in the middle of nowhere again
2: we found know. we found a grow one time when we were wandering around we ran the fuck away from that sorry to cuss we got the hell and away quick
0: and it's not always you know, it's, you know hippies whatever doing their thing a lot of times at least down here it's a uh, pretty organized crime and they're not super thrilled about people coming around And uh, booby traps and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, I think it's worth carrying a firearm. But uh, we've got some other people jumping in. Got Gary jumping in from Kansas. Thanks for joining.
1: Hey, thanks for the invite.
0: And then uh, PBR here in Oregon. Yep. Right on. So we're talking backpacking and be back. Uh, do you guys
3: backpack? So PBR? Yes, I do. Often. Um, Right on. So external, internal frame? Uh, I have both, but usually I use my internal frame. All right, and then uh, Gary, backpacking, hiking—not
1: not in a long time, but I have done some of it. Yeah. All
3: right, back in
0: the time, back in the day, uh, backpacking or hiking?
1: Uh, hiking mostly, I, nature trails and stuff like that.
0: Okay, so driving out to a place, doing the hike, getting back to the car, kind of thing. Yeah. And worried about packing
1: back then. Mm, not a lot. I mean, I might have a little bit of stuff on me, not a big pack. Oh, I'm sorry,
0: packing like two A, like carrying a gun.
1: Oh, that was before. That was before my two A days. People are asking for links out here. I'm throwing some links
0: on the gun channel side. So PBR, uh, carrying while I backpacking specific. Always.
3: At least, at least a pistol, um, something of a substantial caliber. Whether it's a something around three, um, depends. I mean, sometimes I'll carry a forty or a three fifty-seven. It really depends if I'm more worried about people or animals. Like a forty, when you want to dominate the forest. <laughs> uh, I, it's up here. Um, it can uh especially if the closer to the metropolitan area you are um, it can get pretty campsites and different outdoor stuff can get pretty uh, packed full of God knows what and uh, but we still have like black barrel and wolves and you get and coyote fucking coyote everywhere but coyotes don't generally fuck with people I mean that would be and you'd have to be in a pretty fucked up situation for coyotes to be coming after you.
0: Well, critters get rabid or sore or babies and stuff. So there's instances where typically a critter that's going to leave you alone is going to. Oh yeah,
3: with you. especially if you hurt yourself. Like if you were hiking and you broke your leg or something, and a pack of coyotes was not far by, you know, not far away, and they're hungry. Which yeah. is, ha- is happened to people. You're you're you, get, <laughs> you better be ready to, you know, defend yourself. Good point. When start st- stuff starts stacking up,
0: that's when, you know, like normally hurting yourself wouldn't be such a bad thing. Normally a bunch of hungry coyotes, but when you start... Oh, starting- yeah.
3: Well, normally being cold or normally being wet wouldn't, you know, be such a big deal. But then when you get, you stacked it up in a bunch of, you know, different things, especially when you're far away from any, you know, any kind of shelter, you know, that stuff can stack up quickly and become suddenly being wet and cold is life-threatening, let alone animals or people or what have you. Dan was jumping in from
0: Illinois. Uh, backpacking, camping? Hiking, not camping. Backpacking, hiking? Done any? You mean, do I do I do that or which do I do? Well, you don't have to be doing it actively at the moment, but have you backpacked, hiked? All,
4: all the above? And then did you carry? Um... The, the very first time I, w- I was in Canada, so I wasn't allowed to. The second time I was still a minor in Shawnee National Forest, I wasn't allowed to. <laughs> uh, but in uh, n- n- now in state parks, depending on the park I'm in, uh, I am allowed to. And we don't have any, what I would call naturally dangerous critters uh, out here, but we do have the two-legged variety, which are even more dangerous.
3: Um, yeah. And, and, Sorry, I go agree. ahead. No, I honestly like we got black bear. That's about the biggest thing. Maybe wolves, but you or we have, also, we have mountain lions, but mountain lions and wolves are like lightning. You, you know, it's, you're about as likely to get struck by lightning as you are by a mountain lion.
2: You know, but it's funny that you two, two
3: legged people or two legged creatures are the, that's because, what. Because, uh,
4: uh, about a year and a half ago, my son, for the very first time, went out west and, uh, Uh, Went uh, hiking, day hiking. And uh, on one of his trips in Colorado, I don't remember the the park, uh, he went off trail and uh, went in just to the entrance of a cave. And um, at the other end of the cave uh, saw what he he assumes to be was a mountain lion. It's a pair of yellow eyes looking back at him, large. Uh, Didn't growl at him. Or anything, or whatever it is they do, screech or whatever. Um, And he saw the tail. Didn't see the head, he saw the eyes and the tail. And then just this past year, uh, his second time going out west in uh, Yosemite, uh, going up towards Half Dome, uh, is when he ran into doing the switchbacks going up and around there, is when he ran into a uh, black bear that was traversing the switchbacks. And in some ways, I'm very much jealous of him because, you know, when I was a young man like him, I never ran into any of that. Granted, I got to see a moose at distance, but I never got to see any actual predators. So um, anyway, so, so I, I, I do a different sort of outdoor experience now than I did when I was in my 20s.
3: Moose are pretty scary, but if you're carrying a pistol, you're... <laughs> Yeah, know. and he was hiking by himself. Yeah. Well, in California, you're kind of uh,
0: no option right. there. Exactly. So, okay, so Gary, it sounds like you weren't carrying Dano. said you weren't carrying uh, PBR, though. You're carrying a handgun. It sounds like of some kind. How do you carry physically with a backpack? How do you choose to carry? Um, it
3: depends. I move it around. I usually carry uh, – and in- I usually – carry inside because i you constantly run it like a lot of the trails you'll just run into people and you know people around here most of them don't care but i I don't want to i don't want to have to deal with some inconsolable rei member you know what i mean (laughs) so i usually just pack either inside the waistband like i'll move the pistol to like an appendix style or um I don't know, I have, I have a lot of different ways to carry. And usually I carry, I'll i take more than one method with me so I can move it to a different area if I need to.
4: So a appendix obviously, as long as you have the body type to do that, you know, seems like an obvious choice, but what would be a, another option to be able to carry it? I'm, I'm trying to think other than ankle, which is- I,
3: It's always on my waist. I, I don't wear, I don't use a um, hip strap or whatever. You know, some people use the backpacks of the big old hip strap. I have, like, a kidney pad, but uh, I usually don't strap it around my waist. I usually – I just don't strap it around my waist.
4: Well, don't you have the problem where it has a tendency to literally, as you're with each stride, it has a tendency to bounce off your back? No. Okay, because right. I've, I've had that issue with, with with using crappy backpacks. The same thing with with not putting that chest strap that, that goes across it. It has oh. a tendency to get that momentum
3: of the walk. I use I use a chest strap. I just don't use the the, the waist. The
4: waist strap. Yeah.
3: yeah. And,
4: and I guess it also varies on how much weight you're actually carrying. I mean, if it's just like a a, a half day trip or a, or a four hours out and then four hours back, a different route, you're you're not taking overnight stuff.
3: Yeah. If it's just a day trip, then I um I then it's much easier. If if I'm really packing in, like for an overnight camp. Then I, uh, uh, I'll figure something out. If I can't wear it on my waist, then I'll stick it somewhere where I can get to it quickly. I also, I, I'm, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm used to not wearing a waist strap, so I, I can throw my rucksack or my backpack off quickly. And if I have to get into the, you know, the top, one of the top out, you know, it's, you know, one of the pouches on the outside of the, uh, of the pack. So uh, that's it's very not very
4: primary primarily for the two-legged predator or the four.
3: Yeah. 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 Oh, two-legged. I mean, like I said, like we have dangerous predators here, but the most I I've, I've seen two black bear in I don't know, 20 years, and I've never mm-hmm. seen a wolf or a cougar. And the black bears I saw were like they just split and run. They they were not interested in me. I've seen coyotes all over the place, but they're also, I've i have gotten really, really, really uncomfortably close to coyotes, but they were just, they're like, you know, like raccoons or dogs or whatever. Right. They're, they're not interested. Yeah
4: that, yeah. that was my son's bear experience is, is that the bear wanted nothing to do with him and kind of scantered away quickly.
2: I'll agree with that. Every bear I've ever seen out in the woods, the bear ran as fast as it could as soon as it noticed me
0: that bear knew it wasn't following the rules so I
4: that quick. It's
2: like, it's I've, to back i've had some weird experiences with uh bunches of elk deep in the woods because they're not afraid of much and they're really really big and there's like 50 of them
3: i've i've had elk, i've had elk like not move they just stand there and not, i i've walked really stupidly close to them and i had they don't do anything i don't do anything we just kind of check each other out and I Last time, I, I'm the one who walked away, not them. I'm like, okay, see you later. Yeah, I've done I'm that.
2: On, go ahead. Oh, I'm just saying I've done that too where I'm like, oh, I was going this way, but apparently I'm going to go way around this.
4: Ironically, I have minimalistic experience with elk uh, because when I grew up, I was right next to a town called Elk Grove, and at a forest preserve, they took a herd of about 30 elk and fenced them in with like 10-foot-high fences. And, uh, but, but obviously there's there was no predation. So these were elk were living, you know, the full length sp- span as they could, they weren't starving out or anything. Uh, but it, it, it you know, in, unless you, unless you see one face to face from, let's say 10 feet away, you don't realize how freaking huge these animals are. You think, oh, they're just like horses with little horns. Uh, uh-uh. they, they are big, powerful animals.
2: Yeah. They're the size of cars
3: yeah i've been really interested in um that ruger uh pistol caliber carbine the one that breaks down in half for specifically for hiking and camping Mm
4: -hmm.
3: you know like i obviously wouldn't be able to get to it quickly but you know it's in two pieces you could have it on like some kind of pouch i i haven't really looked into like how i would carry it but i like the idea of a of a of a uh, a breakdown type rifle even though it's in a pistol caliber it's still a rifle versus a handgun
0: which one that breaks into two parts oh that ruger one
3: the ruger uh the new that newer pistol caliber the base of the revamp of the pistol caliber carbine that carries glock magazines or yeah, excuse me uses glock that's too big I, it's spent
0: a full stock on it from what i've seen that 22 version of it the 1022 version of it that magpul thing that they make where the stock kind of holds the forearm so when you're actually folding it up it's all self-contained again that seems more appealing for like the backpack
3: oh yeah but uh you know it's only a matter of time before ruger uh makes the same uh uh, stock for the nine exactly whenever they make it more
0: compact then they'll dig it more but yeah, I mean, I take uh, little 22s out all the time just to play with because they're just fun and inexpensive. The ammo doesn't weigh a lot. Pract- potentially practical if you needed it for something.
4: Well, if, if you're going to be limited to a pistol, and this is a, a question, why, why would you not up the caliber so at least you have a, a greater p- possibility of doing more than just two legged encounters? That's valid.
3: Why carry if you're gonna carry
0: something why carry it to the lightest weight thing for the minimalist thing you might encounter encounter right
3: because you have to carry it <laughs> well I
4: mean I'm versus a 44 uh it, if, if an animal attacks you versus a 9 and an animal attacks you
3: I, I don't I don't usually carry a nine millimeter I usually it's either a 40 I don't own a 10 millimeter but I, I wouldn't mind like a glock 10 millimeter but I just don't own one but I have a th- I have a couple 357s, and what I said earlier, it really depends on what I'm, how far out I am, and what I'm more worried about. If I'm out like in in bear the area where there's more bear, then I'll carry the 357. I mean,
4: it's obvious that a rifle is always preferable, but if if one is not going to carry a rifle, then I would think one would want as is capable of a pistol as possible.
3: Yeah, but. I don't live in a place where there's animals that need a 44. That's like like that's a like grizzly, not like black bear. Okay. I, I, I mean there's
4: there's their normal behavior, but then there's there's their physiological potential which will easily overcome any human.
0: Right. Yeah. You can think of, I don't think of like a black bear coming up and licking honey out of a little honey packet. I think the one that's rabid, that's also the biggest one out yeah. there, that wants to eat me or whatever it's going to do. But uh, let me go back to carrying the handgun. So if we're talking about some sort of a handgun for carrying uh, a while back, some place in Alaska sent me uh, kind of what looks to me like what a World War II pilot would have worn, like an outside the clothing chest rig solar holster I guess you call it it goes across and, uh, it comes sort of like uh,
4: where it's right on your sternum
0: yeah it's basically right in front of you so I think it must come across it doesn't have like bra straps or nothing it's not like a carry rig from your clothing where it's trying to be discreet it's just right in your belly and it's perfect right. for like rowing a canoe or if you're sitting in a vehicle or for in a backpack, you know, your straps are going to go all around it. And it's just going to be sitting there on right your belly, basically. So unless you're like, really pyramid on uh, so this thing would be obnoxious. like, it's just right in front of you. And uh, you can grab it from, you know, right or left. I grab it, you know, it's designed to it for your right side. But you can just easily grab it out with your weak hand. And it's just right in front of you. So it's definitely not concealed unless you're wearing, like, some sort of a cover garment. But uh, potentially, like, a scarf or something could cover it. But uh, as far as the accessibility of not getting in the way, it's the bee's knees. And for, like, a Glock, so it's, you know, even though it's leather, it's designed
3: for modern cuts, modern guns. Daniel, you're uh, echoing. Oh, I am? A little. a little.
4: Sorry. He likes to listen to me live
0: and right away simulcast, because it's even more... So <laughs>
3: By the way, it's been a long time. Nice to hear from you again, Dana.
4: Yes, I saw you were in here, PBR, and I said, well, at least I got to stop it and say hello.
3: I, I appreciate it.
0: All right, so the alternative, alternative ways that people might want to carry. So, Wilderness, a company out of Phoenix, awesome nylon company, made in USA, made their, makes their stuff right in, in Phoenix. Uh, they make a thing called a Packer, I think, or something like that, and it's basically just a big square, and it looks sort of like nowadays what you might put a big ass iPhone or like a tablet in to like carry it around on your belt, like if you didn't care what people thought of a big nylon thing on your belt to carry around a, an iPad. But it was originally designed just to be a kind of an obnoxious thing to carry a gun, and because it's you know hidden in plain sight because it's this is kind of big, obnoxious square on your belt, people were. Immediately going to ignore it because it doesn't look like a holster, but it is it's just a big holster. So it's a, it's not a, might say it's not a uh, hips bag or whatever they call those things, a fanny pack, because uh, it's on your belt and it is a holster. But its outside shape or look is just a big square. So anyway, it's also designed to open quickly and get at it. You know, keep the gun indexed or uh, in a in a way that you can get to it. Uh, inside of there uh something like that or like a hip a fanny pack that work for hiking
3: i yeah i don't i don't yeah i've seen people there's a i forgot what it's called but it's like a like a chest pouch thing that like i've seen that people wear sometimes when they're hiking because it backpacking because it's uh out of the way of the shoulder straps it looks like an admin pouch this looks like a big square
0: on your chest exactly Uh, like you might put a map or your gps in so most people are going to just blow it off it's called the backpack or was it called the outfitter i know what you're talking about but yeah it's basically like an pack, but it's really a a discreet uh, holster on your
3: chest and i've seen those uh those tracker style holsters or uh i don't know what they call them there there's a name for it i can't think of it off the top of my head but I've seen those holsters that uh, yeah, you're talking about they're like chest, they're like chest mounted. Um uh, but they look like the old tanker holsters or World War 2 holsters. I've never I don't know. I by like if I was in like Alaska, yeah, that makes perfect sense, but here it's just not necessary. But I, I've seen them been interested in them, but you know, it's not where I'm living right currently. So I'm in Arizona, so I'm not
0: quite, you know, up where you guys are with the hippies and whatnot, I guess. But uh, and I've got the international border with Mexico, which is barely, really violent on the other side of the border. It's kind yeah. of on, on this side of the border, but uh, you never know. And nobody's going to give you a second of look for carrying outside or open carrying, doing anything out in the woods or the desert, or whatever you want to call it out here. But uh, I still usually try to open carry when i'm out hiking or whatever because of the uh what's the word the the, uh the outreach you know hikers especially think that they're i don't know what they think half the time they do some dumb things out there and they're pretty naive so seeing people with guns that aren't well i guess i am kind of tacked out sometimes but they can deal with it you know knowing that there's other people sharing the trail they're more than willing to trade the trail with uh all kinds of other people doing weird things, uh hippies and whatnot uh but you know they they're also not down for sharing trails with bicyclists or horses, depending on where you are uh so don't let guns uh get thrown in with the bicyclists and shit uh you want I think there's an opportunity to bring uh hikers and stuff on board to the gun side we're not hurting their trails at all we're helping them do
4: you guys see my the, sh- the screen I'm sharing, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's, that's what I was trying to describe. Is that the one that, something like that that they sent you?
0: We talking about me? Yeah, except in leather. This is a Kydex or something. But there's yeah, the, the Kydex
4: part. with a uh, nylon sort of uh, webbing. Uh, yeah, the they, one I have
0: is just 100% leather, so it looks more like what a World War II pilot would have worn, but same idea, down in front of all your clothes, uh, like in front of you. That one's a little bit lower. That looks like it's just above his belt, but that could also be a backpack strap. I don't know.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it is somewhat ad- adjustable. Uh, I don't have one, but I was uh, very close to buying one for my forty-four.
0: So here's the thing, the reason I don't use it more, or don't use it, period, I'll probably sell it, is because it doesn't have a light, and there's no way I'm going out in the woods without a light on my gun. So, next question. Going out hiking, light on your gun? Yes or no, Gary?
3: No, I usually carry it separate, because I... uh your name Gary? Dana, you're echoing. You're um, I usually uh, keep it separate, because I use it for other stuff, too.
0: You're going rogue
3: so well, I, I, um, well I, I try to keep light as I can and so keep it I mean, I'm only carrying like one maybe two sort like light sources that aren't fire <laughs> and so uh I don't have them on the I don't have them on my pistol no Gary light on your gun yes or no
0: I might work am I still here yeah Gary's not here
4: Dano uh yes to a light as long as i have one on my gun but if i don't i'm bringing a light
0: okay not exclusionatory to having a second light bbr said no pnw
2: um i was always carrying a light but i also always had a light on my head if it was you know needed like if it's dark and whatnot headl- Yeah, a headlamp in a gunfight oh my goodness oh my goodness
4: the only thing sign that says be,
0: "Insert bullet here." Yeah, the only thing worse would be a giant like, my, my, like, what is that guy, uh, Mickey Mouse ears that had some sort of like targets lit up and LEDs on them. No, whatever. Nobody's gonna be able to shoot it. We've people have discussions on that all the time. Uh, one time we had a low light class out here a long, long time ago, and that was actually the thing at the time was whether or not the flash mode was worth having on a defensive flashlight or not whether or not it was disorienting or if it would somehow stop you from being able to shoot accurately or shoot the opponent from being able to shoot accurately. So
1: no one had a a definitive
0: answer. So we just took a cardboard target and poked a hole in it with a knife and jammed a flashlight. Somebody was willing to sacrifice a flashlight. They put it out on the target right about in the middle of where the two eyes would be, like right in the forehead where a headlamp would be, and then turned it onto strobe mode and then an entire class, maybe 20 people, took turns walking up and emptying a mag, trying to hit the light, and nobody hit the damn light. So, uh, you, you, you people might shoot towards the light for sure, but they're not just automatically going to be able to shoot a light bulb out of, you know, the air. Out. Anyway, so uh, I don't think you'd be too worried about having a headlamp on, but headlamp is. Either always on or always off. You don't really get a lot of manipulation, and I wouldn't want to be having a gun in my hand trying to turn my headlamp on and off. It'd be tough.
2: Well, like I said, like I wasn't, because I was, you know, in my 20s, so I wasn't all that worried about, you know, finding two legged predators at the time. I didn't think about it. Well, now we're talking about now. They're living in
0: the past, man. We're talking about now.
2: But I was walking along trying to not fall down because, you know, it's the dark and the woods, and none of our woods is flat. But uh, it's a good point with the headlamp. We'll probably talk about that in
0: a second. So I think having a light on a gun is valid always, but definitely on the woods. So you're going to want as much throw as possible, as much reach as possible. So big, giant, thousand-watt or whatever lumen uh, light would be awesome. And fresh batteries. Um, You want to know what your target is and what's behind it out in the middle of nowhere.
3: That's why I usually carry a handheld.
0: Oh, yeah, handheld also. I mean, you don't need to take your gun out every time you want to see something. I'm not suggesting that. But uh, anyway, all I was saying is whatever that picture Dana was showing didn't have a light on it. And that's the same thing with that leather thing I have. I kind of wish it was less um, kind of, it's not really like Kydex, you know, only for a Glock. Like, I'm sure I could jam other semi-autos in there. But it's not sloppy enough that I could jam a light in there. But I would definitely want a light, especially out on, like, a lake or something or, I don't know. When you're not around trees and stuff, when you've got distance and something scurrying around out there, I want as much reach on the light as I can get. So, uh, Woods, you say you brought a shotgun. I, when I camp or when I did most of my hiking as a kid, I had a shotgun, and uh, for me, it was in a internal frame pack, which was the style at the time. I thought it was really cool, and it had kind of vertical slots i don't know what you call them but where you would stick like skis or ski poles and i would jam my shotgun in there so i could pull it up over my shoulder kind of have it stowed in that little pocket-ish area of my backpack but uh how are you going to carry a rifle slash shotgun not on a hunting trip where you're going to just be you know low ready the whole time because you're hunting but like you're out hiking for whatever reason you decided to carry a long gun what option you going with gary
1: Okay, what was the question again? Uh, how are you going to go about
0: carrying a long gun if you're going out hiking today?
1: Um, hiking her back? I guess you'd to have go. to have a sling of some sort. but I don't have slings on any of my guns, so I'd have to think about that. Oh, snap, really? That's... Any of your rifles? I only have one that has a sling. The sling that came with it isn't big enough, so I need to invest in a decent sling.
3: You must. Oh. That's a must-have. That's I'll like we'll
0: talk someday on just the just slings that's, that's. like a.
3: It's like having a pistol without a holster.
1: I just don't know what kind to get. I need to sound out some people on that. Find out. Any, right any, so
0: any, this is uh, Coast. I think have both had Beecham Tactical. Is that how you say it? Yeah, those look pretty good. PBR, you ever heard of Beecham Tactical? I have not. You know what a VTAC is, though.
3: Yeah, I have a VTac sling. I have like a blue force. I have um, another one I can't but there's it's basically all... a
0: VTAC, except that instead of using the thing from a Alice pack for the little gizmo, he uses something else. But then his deal is he takes and it's just a it's really just a VTAC, but instead of the pad part of the V Tac, he puts uh he weaves some five fifty, real five fifty, US made five fifty, like in a braid yeah. wrap. So it creates sort of a stiff and sort of a pad. And it's just a dude, I think he's a ranger, and he's just up there making them, and he's a cool ass dude, and he's just making them himself. So that's what I'm gonna recommend. It's just a simple two-point sling. The VTAC is what I would normally recommend, but Vickers got enough money now. Uh, This dude is making his very similar, uses all US hardware, it's good to go, and he's a real dude. And uh, nothing more than just two attachment points, one up front and one in back, because a sling's job is to make you shoot better. And then it can also make it easier to carry it around but uh like i say we can have a whole discussion on slings sometimes i've got very specific utilitarian designs for my slings and i don't play with none of that design of the sling garbage
3: here's mine uh the one i got recently uh let me hold on one moment let me try to find it i like simple uh keep it simple stupid Like, no three-point shit, no single point, nothing crazy, just something mellow, something simple. Um, Here's a link. It's called the Proctor Sling. And the reason I like it is it's got a a 550, like, uh, attachment point. You can either rock both. You can rock one. You don't have to have any of them. But you don't need any kind of a – you don't have to rely on any kind of weird sling swivel or anything like that trying to find the actual website. I'm not finding it. But yeah, it's just simple. I like simple slings. I mean, if, if you're on a budget and you have a something like a wide sling mount, you can get like the old USGI black whatever those yeah. nylon slings were. I don't I, really like I really them.
4: I like a two-point sling on my rifle because I like to be able to wrap it around my arm and create another right angle.
0: You did or don't? I do. Yes, I agree, but I don't like them black ones because the attachment point on a stupid M sixteen is rigid, and like you say, you got to use like a five fifty or something more flexible.
3: But um. Well, that's what this sling that I I basically it's like a better version of that sling, but it's comes with its own 550 attachment points that. I don't know. I really like it. It's fortunately the only website I'm finding. on is like Troy and Amazon, of course, Optics Planet, but it's called the Proctor sling. And I put a link in the, from Bravo Company in the side shot. Yeah, I just
0: showed it
3: there. So are you
4: just using a paracord to attach it to the, to the rifle.
3: Yeah, it's it's like a. Yeah, uh, basically, but it's like, it's just uh, the way that if you look at it, it's like the way the, uh, here's a better picture of it on this website. The way it's attached is like a little more substantial than just single right. cord.
4: I forget what kind of knot you call that, but you just insert it in through the loop, through, yep. through whatever type of uh, D ring or whatever it is you have to attach it to it.
3: Yep. Yeah, they're really nice. I have one on my AR, one of my ARs, and it's a uh, it's actually my favorite sling because it's so minimal. I, I don't like quick detach and weird shit like that because it just there's too much that can go wrong. I've had I've broken so many buckles and so much shit that at this point now it's like the the least, I want the least amount of gadgets on a sling. But to get mm-hmm. back to G-Web's, um,
0: hold on, we're going left, right. So Gary's throwing that on a sling carrying a long arm backpacking. how are you going about it?
4: Uh, could you uh, say it a little again, I couldn't quite hear you.
0: Go in uh, with a long arm, stock on a rifle and you're backpacking. how are you going about carrying that thing?
4: Uh, a, a rifle uh, yeah. would be uh, um, assuming that I, I was not going over difficult terrain, meaning where I need, needed to use both hands to like scamper up some sort of rock climbing, uh, it would be uh, like over my shoulder. Okay, just laying over your shoulder. Either that that, or crossways on my back. Got a backpack on. Oh, I got a backpack on. Okay. Uh, I would try to get the type of backpack where I could uh, insert it and just pull it out by the barrel.
0: Okay. So you're talking like the kind where they put it like where the water bladder would be? A lot of those packs are being made nowadays?
3: Yeah.
4: Okay. Uh,
0: PBR, what were you going to
3: say? I finally found his uh, his website. But, um most times I don't when I carry a rifle, the rifle is back up. The, the, I'm actually carrying the pistol, but the rifle's usually in a case like stowed in, uh, on my rucksack. I don't really like I said, most times when I'm out here, I don't have to, I don't have any kind of I'm, if I'm not hunting, I don't really need it ready. So that's why I was interested in breakdown rifles, because I could uh, break it down to make it smaller, easier to carry. All
2: right, please. Well, I'm going to live in the past again. I remember I used to have one of the sheets that, like, similar to what you were saying, where I just pull it over my shoulder and it attached to the side of my backpack. And it was like an 18 and a half inch barrel, so it wasn't too obnoxiously over my head or anything.
0: Yeah, exactly. They make those scabbards. They're basically like what you would have carried on a horse back in the day. Except they're made out of nylon. They're not even expensive. It's like 25 bucks for a garbage one. And uh, I don't know, probably more than that if you buy one, I mean to say. But they've got all kinds of attachment points. You can tie them on to pretty much anything. And then, yeah, they just become a big sliding sheath, basically, for a shotgun or a rifle without a scope. And that is essentially
4: what I guess I would prefer rather than one in place of a, of a, a ladder. But, uh, you know, I would consider possibly, depending on how it was configured, then removing the sling entirely so there would be no snag points.
3: I, I don't know about that. Yeah, you always want a sling. Yeah, sling it, if, you, if you do end up using it, you need a way to carry it because you don't want to set your rifle down. And walk you know end up not having it on your body if you need it
4: no I, I get I guess what I'm saying is, is depending on what you're anticipating like if you're going to hunt something you might need to draw it uh, sooner rather than later uh, you yeah. don't want it getting snagged up on your gear
0: I'm assuming hunting we're just carrying our gun we're not yeah okay whatever um all right, cool so uh, I just want to throw out their lever actions are valid They're one the West, they're super and useful for everything we've been talking about. Sling them with a two-point attachment like they're made for. And they, uh, our grandpappies figured out all that stuff a long time ago. And those work in those scabbards real well, too. And you've got six rounds of real ammo. You can reload it from a thing on the stock or from the sling itself. Put a couple of
4: rounds on the sling. You're absolutely right. That's the rifle I don't have that I certainly mm-hmm. would like to have is a lever action. or 45-70. Yeah, and then there's
0: probably something to getting like a 45, right? 45 in your lever and in a revolver or something like that. So, now let's go to other gizmos and things. Accoutrement. So, besides uh, walking with a firearm, do you guys carry anything else like sticks or sprays or noisemakers or anything like that or personal security?
3: Sometimes I carry bear mace. Depending. The big fire extinguisher looking thingy? Uh, the one I have is smaller. So is it just
0: more powerful-ish? Like more Caspians or something? I have so no I, idea. I, what, what, I assume bear meant bigger, but does it mean like more powerful also?
3: Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's more... like I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to use it on people. <laughs> but, yeah, it's...
4: Like the saber red variation type?
3: I've never had to use it. In fact, I kind of stopped carrying it because it was so, uh, it felt it was kind of a little redundant. and Like, I, I like this I'm more weight conscious because I end up going for, at times, I end up going quite a ways. So, um, like I said, like, I, I'm not carrying, like, a lot of extra crap, hence me ditching the pistol light in favor of just a handheld flashlight. So I I, uh, recently just stopped carrying it because it was just redundant.
0: Anybody else carry anything? Besides firearms? Whistles? Anybody got whistles?
2: Oh, definitely whistles. Um, I remember carrying a couple flares.
3: Well, I mean, the whistles for in case I get get lost or something. Right. Oh, yeah, whistles, you can make critters leave with whistles real easy. Yeah. Yeah. never thought about that.
0: It's also good when you got weirdos up front of you, you, just start blowing a whistle and being obnoxious. And if they're regular people, they're gonna just look at you like you're weird as shit. But if they're up to no good, then you know they're gonna be like, "Wait a minute, this isn't my typical prey." So there's nothing wrong with being weird, especially out in the middle of nowhere. Let them.
3: Good point. Never thought about that. But like you say,
0: um, fall down or something, hurt yourself, and people might not be anywhere near you. But they can hear a whistle and uh, you know any kind of a uh, consistent you know the sos is easy three shorts and three longs over and over and over gets people's attentions but uh, just any regular pattern is going to get people's attention and uh you can blow a whistle easily compared to yelling or screaming or any other kind of racket you can make and people can go back and forth blowing whistles so whistle without a ball in it and uh even like the, my my best advice is the dollar store solid aluminum ones seem to be really awesome. Otherwise, some little plastic ones that are kind of thin, those end up working pretty good. But blow the whistle in the store a few times, don't just assume that the whistle you have is worth the shit. Most of them aren't. And uh, I think that's one of those overlooked things. And again, you got can- critters, unless they're rabid or super pissed. Whistle uh, whistle's gonna make most critters get the hell out of there.
3: I have the uh, the kind that are meant for like distress. Those things are freaking loud. I mean, they're really loud. <laughs> yeah, like they pitch them to like an
0: annoying, like not just like for sports or whatever. Like a sports whistle's kind of designed. Oh to no! Be annoying.
3: It's it's meant to like carry. Like it's meant to be loud as fuck, and it they really. I you know I've been out there just. F, you know, I you know testing it just to see what what it was like because you know I'm not gonna blow it inside the store, so I took it out to the middle of nowhere. We were we were hiking. I let it rip, and I was blown away by how loud that thing was.
0: You mentioned flares. Or somebody mentioned flares. That what kind of flares are you
2: talking about? Um, they I just because it was back in the day, just regular road flares in like a Ziploc baggie, just. You know, there's a whole bunch of uses. Like, you hit that flare. And there's no animal on God's green earth that's gonna want to fuck with you unless they're super rabid. If you've got a bunch of flame in your hands,
0: that's a good point. And they make a lot of smoky, like, whatever. Some fire stations and stuff are gonna see that,
2: right? And then to go back to whistle just for a second. I know when I've hiked with other people, like my brother or whatever, we'll start wandering off. You know, one will go this way or go that way to meet up again. The whistle is a great way to to make sure you know where each other are.
3: The only reason I wouldn't carry the flare where I live is I'd probably light the whole damn place on fire.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I was just thinking of like a marine flare. (laughs) It's like, and I just set the whole forest on fire.
0: Yeah, you got to be careful where I'm at. So marine flares are definitely something to look at. The life rafts have some sort of a rule where they can only have them for so long in there, and then they have to recycle them or pull them out and put new ones in. So like any kind of established lifeboat someplace is going to cycle through those flares, distress flares that shoot up with a parachute and i get them cheap like really cheap you can get them for like about two bucks a piece when if you try to buy a real one they're like way more than that 30 bucks so uh they still work just fine and yeah they're not appropriate everywhere but you know think about that there's there's lots of uh opportunities for uh first aid stuff that has expiration dates on it first aid stuff same way um other noisemakers or anything? Have you seen anything like that?
4: You mean like uh, bear, bear bells and stuff like that? Oh, yeah, that or like
0: the like there's high-pitched alarms that you can get for just like jogging and hiking where if somebody starts to mess with you, you just pull this thing like a ripcord, and then it just starts making this really obnoxious high-pitched noise like a car alarmish type of noise.
4: Is that different than the aerosol horns people use sometimes?
1: Yeah, because the there are
0: lights in the crowd.
1: Yeah, they're so, way louder. They're
0: electric, yeah, and they're like more of a consistent they're electric. As long as the battery lasts, they go.
1: Yeah, if it pulls that pin, you're gonna leave.
0: We used to carry air horn.
1: Just a plain old air horn like
0: Dano's saying, just to make noise. Yeah. For bears or for getting lost?
2: Um probably both.
0: A couple of times where we hunt, it's uh the trees are like just higher than a person. But if you stand up a hill, there's plenty of hills and stuff, then you can see forever. So seeing each other is tough, but, you know, getting up onto a hill is easy enough. So we would take smoke bombs, just, you know, stuff you get a 4th of July type of stuff. And let's say we're out somewhere and we needed to bring people in. And we'd be in like walkie-talkies or whatever, or just whatever. And then you'd pop a green smoke bomb and everybody know, okay, that's where he's at. I'm going to walk that way. I don't know if people have used that stuff like that before for signal.
2: Yeah, I don't remember any of that. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I probably shouldn't have brought that I brought with me. But... Yeah, so...
3: The only, only thing I carry for self-defense is the, the gun. I guess I have an, a couple knives, but I don't really carry them for... I mean i could use them but i don't that's not why you know what i mean
4: the, the the knives i have are more for general camp use
0: oh yeah i've never carried a knife or anything like that i carried a an expandable baton though when i walk the dogs um we're not it's not it's not practical to try to shoot dogs off each other when they're dog fighting and it's not legal in arizona either so um But, like, say, mostly it's just not practical. So I carry an expandable baton. I figure some rogue dog comes running up, just wants to fight with my dog. You know, I want to protect my dog still. Like I say, it's not legal to do anything lethally against that other dog. And, like I say, it's just not practical. But smacking another dog with, uh, you know, one of those metal sticks or a spring stick or whatever, an expandable baton um, is a thing. And then uh, just, you know, being able to leverage something off having that, control, that, that stick to the health control, pull something off, is uh, something I've carried for uh, when I'm hiking or walking, and that doesn't matter if I'm in city or out in the woods because I figure, you know, well, there's rogue dogs out there, just dog packs that live out there, a little different than coyotes, you know, they're just a
4: little bit meaner than coyotes, I think. My my only thought on on, on that is if it's a dog, rather than discouraging the fight, you're encouraging violence, which may turn on you.
0: Well, oh, I ain't saying it's a great idea. I'm just saying it's something that I don't think spraying dogs or pepper spray at a bunch of dogs fighting. I don't want to get my own dog for one, and I don't know if that's going to break them up. And uh, like I said, what else are you going to do? For a while, I was carrying gloves. for going I'd wrestle another dog off of my dog, but with the Doberman, that wasn't something I was looking forward to getting into. Getting
3: into a dog fight. Haven't had that problem. <laughs> I don't have a dog, but I've uh, been around wild dogs or feral dogs. I should say. That's I mean, the... normally I wouldn't want to get close enough to a critter to need a
0: stick or whatever. I'm just thinking if a critter came up to my dog, there's nothing I can do about it. I can't couldn't pick up the 90 pound dog. I could probably pick up this dog, get away, you know, leave. But uh, depending on what's going on, that's not always an option.
4: Yeah, but yeah. you know, that animal or that dog is going to be biting at your legs, trying to get at the dog. It's just well, no, no. Not always. I mean, sometimes it's just like, I want to play. And you're
0: like, well, let's just get the hell out of here and let that dog keep living its life or whatever. And sometimes just get out. I don't
2: know. There's all kinds of situations when you own a critter. It's a good idea. I've ran into a bunch of the times where I've had dogs where I'm walking along and somebody else's dog is running way ahead of wherever the hell they are. So all of a sudden you just meet this dog in the middle of the woods and their their masters are, you know, 400 yards behind it. And you don't know whether that dog's mean or whatever or what it what a, anything about that dog. All
0: right, so uh, we'll wrap it up with you're going hiking tomorrow. You bring in the gun channels people with, so it's a big event. Money's no object. I will repeat, money is no object. Where are we going hiking, backpacking, whatever, uh, Gary?
1: Well. Trying to think. I mean, the only places well, I do know some places. There's a place in South Texas that would be really great. There's some ranches down there that have some great, great places to hike. It's got some, the hills aren't too bad, and you can climb them and everything, but you could day camp there and everything else, so that'd be my pick.
0: And I'm guessing in Texas there'd be opportunities for uh, pig hunting. So I'm guessing people would dig that.
1: Opportunities for what? Pig
4: hunting.
0: It's like, there's pigs everywhere in Texas.
1: Oh right? yeah, wild boar. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Dano, where are we going?
4: Any national park that allows me to carry something greater than a butter knife to protect myself.
0: Well, thanks to Obama, that's everyone with a state that has CCW that your CCW works in. So, I'd say any place
4: but California.
0: Oak going with the any place. Answer. PBR, where are we going? I
3: can uh got a friend that owns a giant lodge in Mount Hood National Forest. So I'd probably borrow it from him and uh I mean it's in the middle of nowhere. It's Mount it's and it's like Oregon Forest, so it's like you know, pretty close to Ewoks running around. Pretty epic. Right on. Money's no
0: object, so we can pay your friend.
3: Oh yeah,
2: greatly for that. Right on. PNW, where are we going? Well, I'm gonna have to stick up for Washington and go with Mount Rainier. Same idea. Ooh,
3: that's a good one. Mount oh, Mount St. Right. Helens is pretty cool too. Yes, yeah, I so
4: smell a Bigfoot. There'll be a rock on the mountain top? Okay. <laughs> I did that on purpose. All
3: right. St. Helens is cool because it, it's you can still see like the destruction, like it's still like. The street, you can see I mean, the trees are just. It's an. It's amazing.
4: You mean but from Mount St Helens?
3: Yeah, yeah. St. Hel- it's beautiful though. It's not. You would think it looks like like a bomb went off, but it. It doesn't. It's like all growing back, but you can still see the destruction.
4: Yeah, I, I was a freshman in college uh, the summer that went off, and I remember seeing the pictures from helicopters. You know, like a week after when they were finally able to get you know, distant shots of it, and it was just. Unbelievable, the 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 scale of it, and I'm sure the cameras did not truly catch how epic it actually was.
3: The, the cool thing is, it's all growing back. Like it, they thought it would never, they thought it'd be a waste a wasteland forever. Now it's coming back, but it's like, I don't know, it's cool because you 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 won't see something like that anywhere else. That kind of destruction, and then you know, it's it's pretty amazing.
4: But it's all you know, to put in perspective, it's been 40 years, or just coming up on 40 years.
3: Yeah, and it's still cool as hell. I love it up there.
4: July of 80, I think. Yep. Maybe. So
0: so S. Johnson on the YouTube side knows what we're talking about. He says the moon. So who's down for going to the moon to go backpacking? Uh, (laughs) If you like that one, what's that one where the asteroid was going to do something they had to go up to the asteroid so they got the old guys to go up into space?
3: Oh, Armageddon?
0: I don't remember. It's one of them. So it'd be like that. we get a bunch of old gun channels people all crotchety and like raw, 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 and then we'd go up to space and then we'd be on the moon
3: and we'd set up the first range on the moon. Bob would end up puncturing his suit and it'd become a big old issue. And... You know somebody would get shot. Something, something would happen. Somebody, be, would, somebody would Somebody pop their suit. Would some, like, somebody hey, would it. set off
4: the nuke too early.
0: <laughs> i not going to give us a nuke, I don't Space Cowboys. So, uh, I like that moon idea. Then he said Mars. That seems like a lot of weight. I don't want to wait all that
3: uh, I've seen Total Recall. It's doable. Totally got some kind of Mars gate
0: where you walk through it, like in Stargate or whatever, and you walk out and you're on Mars. Maybe then. But uh, I like the idea of doing the first shooting on the moon, at least the first public shooting on the moon. There's all kinds of YouTube videos up there and stuff. So, uh, then they're talking about the Ozarks. Uh, and then we've got uh Pomade saying money's no object. want to hike the mountain border between Italy and Switzerland.
3: Oh hell yeah, that sounds like a lot of work, but it'd probably be beautiful i imagine there, there's a watching that cap and ball, you know that guy his YouTube channel makes you want to visit Hungary like all the outdoor stuff he he has like hunting videos on his channel in in Hungary and it's it looks it looks pretty cool. But, yeah, the, the Alps would be cool. So,
0: Seven is saying the mountains in Sarge's area are beautiful. Come on. We're from the west out here, so we know what <laughs> mountains are. Mountains have snow on them all the time. Hills.
4: Yeah.
2: Amen. There. If it doesn't hey. have snow around, it's not a mountain.
4: Any park that's not in California, I actually meant Western Park. It's national park. There's lots of them out here. And I'll so, take any one of them that's not in California. So I've hiked a lot, and I'm trying to
0: think of a place that would be all that good. But I think I'm going to default back to the uh, everybody meets up in Albuquerque and we go hike around the rocks where Red Dawn was filmed because that wouldn't be that wouldn't kill anybody, and then uh, head over to um, the Whittingham Range again, the NRA place in New Mexico, and uh, do some hiking there, hunting for sheep. Or something antelopes I guess and then uh, whenever we get bored or sick of that we head up and hike around the museum at uh, uh, Dragon Man's and then we got Colorado right there there's all kinds of mountains there to hike and I don't know if anything specifically but I'm assuming the Rockies would be pretty fun
4: I do have to throw one out there for I I don't know who suggested it the uh, Ozark National Forest I've been on the Missouri side of that forest and and it is uh Granted, it's an ancient uh, mountain system, so it, it doesn't have the, the the grandeur necessarily of the Rockies or that. But it is um, absolutely stunning. Uh, driving on those country roads out in those ancient
3: mountains. I've been to the superstitions down by you, but I don't know how good a hike. I mean, it's not really. I don't know. It's fun to look at, but it's not like good hiking. I mean, it is good hiking, but it's not, like...
4: It's several hundred miles long.
3: Yeah. Superstitions is...
0: Go ahead. Sorry, G. I thought you were talking about Ozarks. That would just be through woods and stuff, like, occasionally a scenic outlook.
2: That's
3: thought they
4: saw me at Bigfoot.
3: I'm talking about Superstitions in Arizona. I've been there once a long time ago. Now we kill most of the people here. Superstitions are called that because people kept dying out there. Yeah, they're they're uh... people. I'm not trying to kill us all. I've seen them. I didn't hike them. I just saw them. <laughs> like, hey, look at that. I'm it's not too there. cold to hike or too hot to hike.
0: There's like a little sliver in the middle there where you don't die, but then it would kill us because of the terrain and everything. Um, Ozzy's saying the Mayan ruins. I'm down for anything South America. That sounds awesome. Go hike to some.
3: I mean, okay. All right. Money's no object. I mean, I have a life goal of, uh, I have a friend that or my best friend owns a large sailboat. We've been usually just tooling around the the rivers and occasionally going out to the Pacific Ocean. Sometimes we go up to Washington, but haven't gone any farther than like from Oregon to out into the Pacific to Washington. And, uh, but I, my goal would be to visit a lot of those islands that you know we had to invade during the you know the pacific you know campaign in world war Two that people don't go to very often anymore don't ever, never even heard of like you know all those different battlefields all throughout the south pacific via you know going via like sailboat and then you could get off the boat and hike around the islands and check out all the different like craters and Pillboxes that are probably still there. That would be if money's no object. That would be it. Rent the biggest fucking sailboat and go to you know all those Pacific theater you know battle sites, islands, whatever. How about in a sub? <laughs> Fuck's I don't know. I'd rather be above the waves.
4: Having been in a submarine? Hell no. All
3: right. That would get us our own submarine. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm not. I'm kind of against the submarine.
4: Yeah, I mean, I could do a few days and then I'm ready to get the fuck off. All right. Well, there's something to be said for having like an aircraft carrier
0: where we have our range up on the deck, like we we're
4: talking about.
3: I go. did, well, I
4: did mention that the Yorktown was available.
3: All you have to do is you get something that kind of floats, and you tie some 550, and you trail it off the back of the boat as far as you want you just shoot off the back i've done that
0: oh yeah we'll be shooting all kinds of stuff off our boat
3: we uh we that's if we uh we usually carry rifles with us and we'll just tie something like you know some kind of floating something that floats and we'll just throw it off the back with like a hundred yard or a piece of 550 and just shoot at it
0: All right, well, so we were talking about hiking and carrying guns, and that was our show today. So, Woods, did you got a gun shop for today?
2: Yeah, it's uh, one that I just kind of stumbled on the other day, and it's uh, where I bought my daughter's uh, little Ruger that I bought. It's called Mary's Mary's Pistols. Uh, Let me screen share here real quick. Come on, Woods. This place. Yep. And uh, that's uh, Mary right there. And she calls herself the queen of guns. And um, it's a kind of a smaller shop. Um, it They were really super friendly. Really, really nice. Um, that little window right there that you can see where it just says pistols. Um, you would never guess this is a gun store unless you're right on top of it. Um, it's kind of in a little strip mall. Um, I believe it's her and her son that run it now, and uh, really good decent prices, and a really great lady. Uh, I talked to her for a while, did try to talk to her into let me take some pictures. She wasn't super keen on that, so I'm gonna keep going back until she lets me take some more pictures.
3: Where is this at? Uh,
2: Tacoma, Washington?
3: Oh, nice, not too far.
2: Yeah. and. Uh, that had some pretty good deals. Um, gave me a pretty good price on my daughter's gun. Um, see if I can find the picture that. um I liked, uh, I don't know if you guys can see my screen here. Um, I did like when you walked in, you had to have the pull your pants up or don't come in. Give me an idea of kind of their attitude. I, I kinda like that. <laughs> <laughs> Does not apply to children under three. <laughs> Um, but super nice. Um I, t- I was probably there better part of an hour just talking to A stuff with him and uh trying to talk up gun channels and trying to get him get it, particularly the guy that sold me the gun, which was his son, to you know, he should check out gun channels and check it out. And um it was it was a really good experience. And you know, they also have a dog. It's a really big dog. I don't remember what kind it was, but it was a really big dog. And we already know any gun store that has a dog is probably a good good gun store but they don't have a lot. They didn't have a lot of pictures or anything with their, with their website. So they just have the couple there that they have.
0: Well, that's what it's all about. Finding shops out there that are cool and promoting them. We try to feature a shop every day. That's why we do the show on a daily basis. So uh, we'll put that in the description there. And uh, if you know a shop and you'd like to help promote it, let us know dailygunshow at gmail.com is the email. Anybody want to throw anything else out there before we head out? No, it's a great show, Joe. Thanks, G. Yeah, thanks, everybody, for joining us. And uh, we'll be back
2: sometime tomorrow.